How about this one? What do you call a Russian spaceman? A posmonaut. I give up. We've had a great week on our space odyssey this week, learning about God who created the universe and who wants to have a relationship with the people he created. Space has always been a fascination for me. Uh, remember going out on a clear, dark night and seeing all the stars and leave me in awe. I remember my first telescope when I saw the moon up close and planets Venus and Jupiter and Saturn and Mars. And then uh, comets would pass by as well and look at them. Looking out into space on a dark, clear night leaves most people with a sense of awe. Certainly did the prophets in the Old Testament who reflected on how great our Creator is because of that. The verse we've memorized this week, Psalm 19.1, tells us of that as, as uh, King David writes, The heavens are telling the glory of God and their expanse is declaring the work of His hands. He looked in the night sky and was in awe. He said in Psalm 8, we also quoted this morning, O Lord, o our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You've displayed your splendor above the heavens. And when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've ordained, what is man that you take thought of him and the son of man that you care for him? I liked what he said there. When he considered the heavens, he thought about God. What do you think when you consider the heavens? When you look out there and you see the vast nature of space, the beauty, the order, the brightness of it. It's a pretty big place you learned this week, I know. Our nearest star is our sun. It's 93 million miles away. And if we travel the speed of an airliner, a, a commercial airplane, 400 miles an hour, it would take us 26 years to get to the sun. That's a lot. After that, the nearest star to us is Proxima Centauri. It's 4.2 light years away. If we traveled at the speed of light, it would take us 4.2 years to get there, the nearest star after our sun. Now get this, our galaxy is 100,000 light years across. The Milky Way galaxy you see on the screen, that horizontal star line there, 100,000 light years across just our galaxy. If we could travel at the speed of light, which is pretty fast, it would take us 100,000 years to get across it. I'm sorry, 100,000 years to get across the galaxy. And there are trillions and trillions of galaxies in the universe. The expanse of the heavens and the stars is so big, we don't know how big it is. The one who created all this must be greater than we could ever imagine. The prophet Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 32:17, Ah, Lord God, behold, you've made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. You know, the furthest we've been able to safely get into space is our moon. It's only 230,000 miles away, and it took the astronauts four days to get there. And even then, we almost didn't make it. On July 20, as you know, we celebrated the 50-year anniversary of the moon landing. 
I was a little guy then. I remember exactly where I was and saw the landing on TV. What most of us at the time and even today didn't realize was how difficult that landing was and how close it came to being a deadly disaster. The primitive computer the astronauts had on board weighed 70 pounds behind them and basically was just about as simple as a, our little calculators today. That's about the computer age back then in 1969. After the lunar lander began its descent towards the moon, 46,000 feet above the moon, they're headed down, all of a sudden alarms went off inside the spaceship. The computer they were using crashed. Uh, it controlled the minute adjustments they needed to land safely on the moon. They, uh, an error code popped up on their screen which they'd never seen before. They didn't know what to do. So missions controls back here on Earth panicking. They're calling their computer programmers and scientists from MIT who designed the thing to help them out. They rebooted the computer only to crash again five more times in four minutes. Keep in mind, Apple had not been invented yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think so, my friend. <laughs> it crashed five times in four minutes. They were reading the astronauts' heart rate at the time, and it was jumping up like they were running a marathon. It was literally, they were going back and forth, do we abort, do we abort, before it's too late, should we keep going? They said, keep going. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. At 2,000 feet above the moon, the worst computer crash yet. The computer screens went totally black. Nothing. At 1,000 feet, the computer rebooted for a final time, and 40 seconds later, Armstrong slowed the lander, and they made it to the surface of the moon. It was a hard landing. Most people didn't realize that at the time. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. Mission Control considering actually aborting the lunar landing at least six times. What I want to say from that is there, there were many, many difficulties they had to overcome to land safely on the moon. They couldn't do it on their own. They had to put their trust in other people on the ground and computers to get them there. There's a parallel spiritual truth I'd like to just leave you with today to consider. When we try to reach God by our own efforts, there are too many things against us we have to overcome. The first and foremost is our own sin. Our sin in the scripture is an insurmountable barrier standing between us and God. As Isaiah tells us in chapter 59, Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor is his ear so dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, meaning your sins, have made a separation between you and your God and hid his face from you so he does not hear. And we are all sinners. And the law of sin, just like the law of gravity, pulls us back into ourselves and away from God. The Bible has a word for sin, hamartia, which means to miss the mark. It's what Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We miss the mark. We can't get to God on our own. So, God came to us when he sent Jesus, his son, 
Romans 5.8 says God demonstrated his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And 1 Peter 3.18 tells us that Christ died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God. We can't get there on our own, but he took care of our sin so we could be brought to God. He was put to death for our sin in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. And what I'd like to leave you with is when we believe in Jesus, he brings us into a relationship with God and gives us the gift of eternal life. If you want to know the God who made the heavens and the earth, the God who created you, then believe in Jesus who died for your sins in order to bring you to God. Scripture again says, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life, Christ Jesus our Lord. So I leave you with this thought. Uh, we talk about the space as space being the final frontier. Well, I'm convinced the final frontier is not man going into space, but God entering the human heart. That's the final frontier. The vast distance from God to our heart is instantly crossed without any error codes or crashes when we believe in Jesus. It's that fast. He will come into your heart if you believe in Jesus who died to save you. So let's close in prayer here. Father, thank you today for the message of the gospel. Thank you that it was impossible for us to reach you because we're stuck in our sin and chained to it. Uh, the guilt of our sin overwhelms us. Just like the astronauts going to the moon were overwhelmed. It kept crashing. The computer kept crashing. They didn't know what to do. They needed outside help to get them safely there. So do we. We thank you that you sent outside help. You sent your son Jesus come to earth who died for our sin. And now when we believe in him, you reach down and bring us back to you. You come into our hearts. We, we have a relationship with you through him. Thank you for that truth. And Lord, I pray that you bless the rest of this morning as we worship together and as we uh, fellowship together. We commit all this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor.